0: Welcome to Positive Ars Talks, hosted by Mike. The show that talks all things Arsenal, looking to build a positive relationship amongst the fans and players. Grab your cup of tea and stick around with me. Thursday, December 3rd, 2020, episode 11, Packed by Wolves and Welcoming Marie. Welcome to episode number 11. I hope you all had a great weekend, the weather's getting chilly again, wearing your coats, making sure that you're keeping yourselves warm, taking your vitamins, drinking water, doing Anything other else that can keep you as healthy as need be. And I only bring that up because my stepfather in my household actually got positively tested for COVID. And he's doing better now. He's fine. But <clears throat> I would hate for anyone else that is out there that has a lower immune system than mine. As I just got my test results back today telling me that I'm negatively I'm negative for the uh, virus, I wouldn't want that upon anybody else, but now that we've sorted that out of the way, let's get on to the topics, and today we're discussing our 10th English Premier League game, which was against Wolverhampton Wolves, which we lost 2-1, as well as our 5th Europa League group match, which was played against Rapid Vienna, which we won 4-1. And let's get right into the game. So, Arsenal versus Wolves. The game was played at Emirates Stadium. And here's how the lineup pretty much went. Leno was in net. We had Hector Bellerin playing at right, uh, right wing back. We had David Luiz playing right center back. We had Gabriel playing left center back. And we had Tierney playing left, no, yeah, left back. So I apologize. Tierney was not playing left wing back because we were doing the uh, 3-4-3 formation. Then we had Danny Ceballos and Shaka playing in the middle. And then we had Joe Willick was playing out wide. You know what? I'm sorry, guys. I think I messed up. There was a 4-4. No. 4-2-3-1, 4-2-3-1, if I'm not mistaken. I'm all messed up right now. But, either way, Willock was in the lineup. We had William playing right wing, yang playing striker, and we had Sokka playing left wing. Yeah, so maybe it was a 4-3-3. My apologies. I'm, like, having a brain fart right now, but... Let's get right into the match. That was the starting lineup. That was 11 players, whatever formation they were playing. I apologize. That's unprofessional of me, but honestly, the formation changes as play develops anyway. So, honestly, I just kind of wrote down that by the third minute, both sides were in each other's penalty area. But one thing that really struck my eye, which was at the fourth minute, the announcers brought up during the peacock broadcast that the fact that arsenal haven't scored an open play goal in the last eight hours of premier league play and that was right at the fourth minute so that's 480 minutes that we haven't been able to get a goal from open play basically passing the ball around the goal happens to just ha- it's not like a corner or a free kick or anything of that sort or a penalty kick where it's just a uh, uh, placed set piece we just haven't had an open play goal which you know what the heck? But, immediately after that, uh, in the fifth minute, there was a huge collision off a corner from uh, Dava Louise and Raul Jimenez, where Dava Louise went up for the ball, kind of missing, and just decked Raul Jimenez right in his head. Now, Dava Louise was able to get back up eventually, but he was bleeding right above his left eye, and then Raul Jimenez just couldn't even get up. He, he had to be stretchered off as he was admitted into a London hospital that same night. Um, the game didn't really start back up until the 15th minute, as it took some time for the players to get situated at a range or stretchered off. And Raul, is a great striker. I hope that all the best for him, a speedy recovery. I hope the concussion doesn't mess him up for too long, because I've had a few and they're not fun to go through. Not one bit. You have to be, like, checked on while you're sleeping and stuff. You have to make sure the person's breathing, it's alive, isn't, uh, you know, no no bloods rushing to their head or anything like that. It ain't got scary, man, depending on how serious it is and critical, but he was admitted into the hospital, and through a tweet later in the day, it sounded like he was doing better in terms of being conscious and answering people and knowing his awareness and all that stuff, so I hope all the best for you and all the Wolves fans out there that may or may not ever hear this. In the 18th minute, I kind of just told... I, I was asking myself, like, what the fuck was Willick doing? Okay? <laughs> there was a ball that was... Played across and switched by Ceballos that he messed up Shaka, confusing him because he didn't run after the ball. It was closer to Willock than it was Shaka. Then Shaka had to get on his high horse and had the ball away. And they ended up both going after it. And we lucked out with a fail on Shaka in that same play because Willock was just getting in everyone's way. I-, I couldn't understand it really, but yeah. In the 22nd 20- minute, um,. I just kind of had a thought to myself. After watching the game develop and seeing what we're missing on the field and what piece we are missing or that link to really make us feel solidified as an offensive threat again, we we're missing Ramsey more than ever. And not just Ramsey himself it could be like a Cazorla too or some uh Fabregas, somebody that's I mean wow, I'm going way back. clearly you could see how much we've replaced these guys. <laughs> But the reason we're not a threat is because we have an issue with bringing the ball up from the middle that we need to rely on Dava Louise to play his long balls or even start dribbling from out of the back. And I don't want him dribbling the ball anywhere near the halfway point line if you see where I'm coming. And, you know, I have no idea if someone like O.R. would do the work, but it seems that. We always play two deep-lying midfielders. And even when Partey comes back, he's predominantly the deep-lying midfielder, too. I mean, I know he likes to move up into possession and stuff. But he's not the guy that's was brought in that's going to create everything for us. And I'm not saying Partey wasn't a good signing. I mean, he's just kind of injured right now. But look, Partey almost seemed like a replacement for Shaka if you think about it, in the long run. Are we going to keep Shocker for all this time? Who knows? Are we going to keep of this all the time? Who knows? But at the same point it's just kind of like well if these guys are replacements for one another well, where's, where's the link? Where's that missing link? We could use one more guy in the middle that could actually bring up the ball and help us become more of an offensive threat. But something that just kind of hit my mind as I was watching the game. I actually had to watch the replay as I was coming back home from my girlfriend's house and yeah, just something that dawned on me and I'm sure other people are having the same thoughts as well It's you know January is around the corner and hopefully we can get somebody to fill in that role because we need somebody to fit those shoes real fast um, just really looking lackadaisily running out of ideas if you know what I mean I mean we're just always going out wide and the whole game plan is to just Suck one of the uh, offensive players from the middle out wide, which everyone's picking up on, and just lets the wide player do whatever they want to do. You know, no one's going to be tricked for that too long when it happens almost all the time. But the twenty-fifth minute, um, you Nelson know, Sameta dribbled uh, toward Tierney, who we went back and gave it right to soccer to steal, and then in the twenty-seventh minute, uh, there was a goal for Wolves. Sadama Traore. Was able to cross the ball toward the far post that the knockers headed, but it hit off the goal post and Neto catch the follow-up. Not really much you could do except where the guys are marking everybody. Where is everyone? Why is there so much space between these players? And I understand that Tierney allowed Adama Traore to get to the touchline, but I mean... No one is as fast as that guy, and it's so unpredictable on the first or second play that you might be playing against him. and He does something like that, where he just beats the man with the speed to the touchline and gets the ball across the middle for all of that to happen. I mean, that's all it takes. So, just a little bit more better awareness from Tierney, and, you know, even if the ball is looking like it's out of play, don't give up on it. In the 29th minute... Tierney almost made up for his Traoré uh, touchline issue that we just spoke about, but he was able to get down onto the opposite end, and he went past and made it's the same way that Traoré went around him, and he was able to cross over toward Aubameyang, but Cody blocked the cross. And then in the 30th minute, there was a goal for Arsenal. There was a corner that William laid off to Bellerin, who then gave a return pass to William, and he was able to cross the ball into the middle, and Gabriel scored the tying goal between three defenders. It was a great ball from William on that cross. I mean, it was spot on. And the fact that William was able to get up and beat all those guys, kudos to you. In the 33rd minute, David Luiz had a nice block on Fabio Silva's shot, but he just got... He just kept having blood coming out of his bandage. It was weird. I was surprised that play wasn't stopped for this, but they let him play with the bloody bandage. In the 35th minute, we almost had another chance where Xhaka did well to find Bellerin on an inverted run towards the 18-yard box, and Aubameyang played the right wing and made a cross on the ground. They got deflected by a Wolves defender, unfortunately. Then in the 38th minute, Xhaka did well yet again to block Traore's uh, cross that he beat Gabriel this time on the touchline. And in the 41st minute, it seemed like Aubameyang wasn't paying attention when Sokka and him were developing play, who found space and passed a ball to Aubameyang, but he was running away from it. Then a counter happened immediately after for Wolves, where they scored. Uh, Connor Cody found Traore, who did an amazing bit of skill, uh, who then found Neto, who took a shot, and Lennon was able... to only hit it away where it deflected off Louise, Then, Podence was able to find the rebound and put it into the back of the net. In the 44th minute, I just kind of asked myself this question, why is David Luiz taking all of these free kicks? I haven't seen the knuckleball yet. I don't think I've seen it since, I don't know, being nice here, maybe like 2015, 2016, when he was playing at for Chelsea. I mean, uh, Plus, the guy looked like he just got into a concussion earlier on, so what was going on there? In the 45th plus four, there was ten extra additional minutes in the first half because of all the stoppage time due to the collision earlier in the match. Terraria almost had one as Fabio Silva played a great ball toward him, but he shot it right in the side of the goal netting. In the 45th minute plus five, it looked like Willock was uh, was failed, uh, you know. That's just my take on it. In the 45th plus seven minute, there was a real big developing play for Arsenal where we were able to. We were in the offensive third, and a I missed a clear header, but um, a Wolves uh, defender got to it first. I don't know what's up with Aubameyang lately. seems like he's in a funk or something, especially that game. He had a few opportunities where it looked like he could score, and he's just not finishing right now. So something's up with him, and I hope that he can get whatever it is on his mind off of his mind and start to play better. I hope it's just a small funk and that he can come back swinging soon, hopefully in this North London Derby coming up this weekend. And the first half pretty much ended. In the 46th minute, uh, Joe Willock was able to draw a fail while running up when was failed just before him, but the play was continued. In the 49th minute, Saka had a nice chance on a volley from Bellerin's cross, but he skimmed underneath it. He could have done a diving header, it seemed like. At least that's a take that I saw, but he started going for uh, his foot. I agree with the announcers on that one. I really thought that that was just... Pretty silly. It skimmed like over a shin or something, you know. If he would have just dove and put his head on it, I'm sure with all of the velocity of his body going towards the ball, it's gonna go straight with you, you know. It's like if it goes over the net or something, you're like leaning up or leaning back, or you really hit the ball hard on a strange angle. But if you're diving down on a ball, it's gonna hit the ground and go towards the net. In the 49th minute, Saka had a, a nice chance on a volley. Oh. Uh, no. My bad, <laughs> we just discussed that. In the 51st minute, Ceballos was giving the ball away to Wolves, where there were 4v2 uh, erupted, but nothing came of it. And the 53rd minute, we almost had a chance where Gabriel found a long ball toward Willick, who headed the ball behind the defense to Tierney, and he played a ball along the 6-yard box, but... Wolves got to it before yang Again, like, just beating him to the ball and stuff. His offensive awareness was kind of off. He was, like, waiting for the ball, you know? Instead of trying to move towards the ball, he was just waiting to receive it. In the 59th minute, Bellerin gave the ball away from Williams' pass to him. Bellerin already had two people on him, but Pedence went down to take on holding a Leno, but Bellerin came back to block the shot good hard work to get back, but why are you giving the ball away so simply like that in the 61st minute Firth. in the 61st minute, um, there was light Lighthands Neto's face, and he went down. Bellerin and Martino got on each other's faces for a minute. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was funny. Bellerin walking up to people with their short shorts and the tucked-in shirt, trying to fight with everybody. I mean, I get it. Hey, if that's what the Spanish maestros do, so be it. <laughs> in the 64th minute... We had a Willian type corner again with the 1-2 and he found Socko in the touchdown who was able to play the ball over toward the middle and it hit holding off guard and it went over the bar. It was a little too fast for him to realize that it was actually going to come to him. In the 65th minute we saw a sub where Race Nelson came in for William. In the 67th minute it looked like Connor Cody uh failed Abamyang on the run. I agree too. He kind of just like ran into his way, it was like obstruction of play, and it almost seemed like, but hey, whatever the ref knows best. In the 68th minute, uh, there was good development, we passed right to the defense. We were still fighting hard at this point. I mean, the whole second half, we had really good offensive pressure. It looked like we had most of the possession, and <clears throat> nothing was just really developing of all these plays. In the 70th minute, Neto played a great cost that barely missed Fabio Silva's header that could have resulted in a third goal for Wolves. In the 73rd minute, uh, Aubameyang was able to pick off Patricio, but nothing really developed after as his, uh, his back was turned toward goal after he already won the ball and uh, Patricio was able to get back. Nobody was really up there with Aubameyang, too, and so the whole defense was able to get back. In the 74th minute, Rice-Nelson, Missed a chance. Um, Willock found Saka, And then Saka's cross went toward Nelson, who was able to bring it down and settle it. And then and it just kind of hit over the bar, unfortunately. <clears throat> in the 80th minute, there was another sub. Lacazette came in for Xhaka. In the 81st minute, Bellerin played a great cross toward Aubameyang, and he missed wide. Uh, I thought that he could have scored that as well. Uh, 84th minute, I felt Bellerin gave up a real easy pass uh, that resulted. It, it could have resulted in a goal, but Neto's cross was too far ahead of for the But, I mean, that's like one of the second biggest chances created uh, I can think of for Wolves from Bellerin alone. So, I don't know. Just seemed real lethargic. On uh, the 89th minute, Lacazette drew a great. Fail on a ball from Tierney, but in the 98th plus first minute, Tierney took a good fail from the ball, but soccer pretty much gave it away. And then in the 90th plus two, Tierney had a shot that came through from Nelson's cross, but it ended up being blocked, and the ref shortly called the game after that. (coughs) Excuse me. And... Yeah, pretty much the Wolves game did not go as planned. Uh, I really thought that we could have went in there with three, for trying to bang for three points, but uh, now we leave with none. It would have even been better if we were able to get one, but now we are sitting in 14th place with only... Hold on one second, I just want to confirm that I have the right amount of points, so 14th with 13 points. Good thing I checked, I almost said 12. (laughs) But, let's get on to another game that was much more enjoyable to watch, which was today, and Arsenal played against uh, Rapid Vienna. Uh, we played at Emirates Stadium. We won 4 to 1. So, and nothing really happening too much uh, in the first through 10 minutes. A lot of pressure from us. Uh, luckily, like Arsenal are already going to kind of dominate in possession by this point. But in the 10th minute, Lacazette got a goal from absolute rocket of a shot he kind of drove it off in the middle the ball came from the left to the right side and then back to the center and he was able to shoot it past the goalie the goalie was actually going towards his right side but Lacazette was able to shoot a knuckleball that kind of went like left over his hands so hey that's great Builds some confidence Lacazette hasn't scored since the end of September so that's good boost to him especially going into Sunday in the 17th minute, just seven minutes later, there was a corner taken by Rice Nelson, and Pablo Marie is on it for his first goal of the season, and his first Arsenal goal, Arsenal up 2-0, that was a great header, uh, 20th minute, we saw Suarez play a great ball through to Nelson, but he put too much... On the ball, in the 22nd minute, Pablo Marie stumbled a bit over the ball, but he was able to recover. In the 26th minute, Suarez played a nice ball into the middle that a defender tapped away. and it looked like Nelson could have had a one-time volley, but another defender was able to take that ball away from Rapid Vienna. <clears throat> in the... 27th minute, uh, Rice Nelson played a great ball to the center of the 18-yard box for Lacazette to take a shot that hit the outside of the post. In the 30th minute, we had Ainsley, May, and Niles, who was able to go in between three defenders and took a shot that went a little uh, wide left, but, you know, gotta finish those chances, but that was a lovely bit of skill from him, so I'm excited to see if he's got more of that in store for us. In the 38th minute, there was a terrible giveaway from Alanani, but... Good thing Kitagawa, uh, the Rapid Vienna player, had a heavy touch and gave the ball right away to right back to Pablo Murray. Uh, Forty-first minute. I'm I'm confused. So why did El have to run into the Rapid Vienna player's uh, view going towards the ball? It's a silly, silly yellow card, especially that early in the game, where um, it was just an obstruction of the play. Really, wasn't looking like uh, you know. That was a fair challenge for Milneny, and i it wasn't malicious, but I understand where the ref was coming from to give a yell card towards that. Plus, prior he was already given some warnings. In the 44th minute, we saw our third goal from an open play team goal. The ball was played from out of the back, which started from a flick from Pepe that went to Kolasinac, and then Kolasinac found Lacazette in between two defenders, and then Lacazette was able to pull back out. And find Pepe, who took a run down the line and pushed that ball in between three defenders. And then Pepe was able to play the ball in the middle towards Nelson, who then laid the ball off for Enketiah. And Enketiah finished it for the third goal in the first half ends. This is strange that I'm doing this right now. I'm looking at my phone as I say it. I'm sorry. I apologize. The starting lineup for our game against Rapid Vienna earlier today. For tonight, whatever time zone you're in. We had Alex Runerson, and now we had uh, Cedric Suarez playing at right-back, Mustafi playing at right-center-back, Pablo Marie playing at left-center-back, and Kolasinac playing in left-back. Then we had um, Nelson, or, uh, I'm sorry, it looked like we had nenny and Maitland-Niles playing in the two-center defensive mid-rolls. Like we were playing a 4-2-3-1. And then we had Nelson playing the right mid. Pepe playing the left mid. We had Lacazette, which looked like he was playing Cam, but they were kind of switching it up to a 4-4-2. And then Enketio's playing striker. Now that that's out of the way, get right into the second half. So in the 47th minute, there was an unlucky goal um rapid vienna was able to score as we had three blocks before it was able to go into the back of the net two of which came from kolasinac and then one came from alex runison off of his arms and then the last rebound that popped out to kitagawa was able to be put away into the back of the net 3-1 arsenal in the 55th minute, there was a great hustle from Makedia to block the goalkeeper's kick. In the 57th minute, there was a great ball into the middle from Pepe to Lacazette. who had a chance on net, but the rebound came out. and Pepe was off sides at that point, so the flag was raised. In the 59th minute, Pepe and Ainsley, May, and Niles had chances on net. Ainsley, May, and Niles had an open net, but tried chipping for whatever reason. Then Pepe got the rebound, and a deflection came off the defender for a corner. In the 61st minute, Pepe was almost able to trip his way into the net, but we know how he is. He cuts a little too hard with the left foot, and by the time he's trying to get to his right, it's too far ahead of him, just opens his whole body and gives it away for the defender to pick up. In the 62nd minute, we saw a triple sub happen. Ceballos came in for Elneny, William for Nelson, and Emil Smith-Rowe for Lacazette. In the 63rd minute, Pepe gave the ball away and then worked hard to get it back. I'm sure of it, but Arteta's reaction on the sideline was a heavy influence on that, because you could see when Pepe initially gave the ball away, it looked like Arteta just swung his arms, turned around, and kind of like just smacked down at the floor, like, you know, that whole, what the fuck are you doing kind of look, you know? But I'm glad that happened, just because now maybe that's instilled into Pepe to start working harder, because he's still on a shit list, that's for sure. In the 65th minute, Ceballos found Pepe on the run, and Pepe played into the middle, where Enkedia barely missed the tap in. Uh, It was just a little too far in front of him, but that was a great build-up play. In the 66th minute, we saw a Rapid Vienna player give the ball away to Pepe, who found Ainsley Maynard on the run, and was able to... Lay the ball off to Emil Smith-Rowe, and he got his first goal of the season. Arsenal up at 4-0 at this point. And then shortly after that, in the 69th minute, uh, there was another sub. Callum Chambers came in from Mustafi. That was his first game today since uh, December of 2019, so just about a year. He played later in the month, and I think that was against Chelsea if I'm not mistaken, so he just beat the year mark, getting back in the senior squad. On the 72nd minute, our possession almost got a fifth goal, William found Emil Smith-Rowe, and then Smith-Rowe played the ball into the middle for Enchettia for the tap-in, but the Rapid Vienna player got to the ball first. I was getting a whole feeling of, we want more the whole night, but uh, in the 80th minute, I wanted to bring it up to Ceballos. Why, why isn't Ceballos taking more free kicks if he's on the field? Um, that free kick that he took at the 80th minute today was an absolute rocket. And, you know, the goalie made a great save, but like, what a take. I mean, that's more on target than anything I've seen from William and David, uh, David Louise this whole season. So hopefully we can see more of that. Uh, in the 80th minute, we saw another sub happen, Balogon came in for Enkedia. and then nothing else really happened at that point, I mean, uh, 84th minute, I just wanted to bring up that, there was a great play from Balogon, not to be selfish and give the ball away to Ainsley Mate who was able to get the ball into the middle, off the touchline, but the vienna defender got in the way of it um uh, for someone that's that young usually someone wants to be selfish try to score goals but the fact that he was trying to find an open man while his back was turned on that kudos to you man i like it so i hope that we could see a little bit more of you but in conclusion it's fair to say that after our last match against wolves that We're desperately waiting for someone to man up and start bringing the ball up to spark some creativity. I mean, we just seem to be lacking that extra spark. And no, I'm not suggesting Ozil, but more or less, like I said earlier, we're missing a Ramsey-Cazorla-type player. Desperately. Desperately. We just seem to be getting easily figured out by every team at this point to fully assume, Oh, they're just going to play down the wings. And uh, we're just going to hope that, well, they create their own mistakes. Yeah, so everyone just lets us hold all the possession and make our own mistakes from out of the back, and it's got to get better, honestly. As for our game today against Rapid Vienna, uh, it's it was a great to see a spark in some youth and senior players, as well as to see Pablo Marie. Able to complete a full 90 in the senior squad. A great performance all around. It just makes me wonder, why can't we play against the lower-seeded teams of the Premier League like that? You know? It just doesn't make sense. Uh, But, we better get ready for the North London Derby this weekend. Because we have to go against Tottenham. They seem to be a side to be reckoned with. And they're sitting at the top of the Premier League table. It's going to be a tough matchup and there's nothing more that I'd like to see than the same pressing and hard work that we saw today, tonight, whatever you want to call it. But, and I understand the competition isn't the same, but it doesn't mean anything. Because you know what we like? We ain't Tottenham, we ain't Tottenham, we ain't Tottenham, we ain't Tottenham, we ain't Tottenham. Tottenham. Yes, we fucking do. (laughs) But it's the big rivalry. I want that relentless feeling of we want more goals, all right? This weekend, we need more goals. So, that's it for me, folks. Love it like my friends. Until next time. Come on, you gunners! Colors is that hell, this up against the new us, So kids,